Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up? Happy Monday morning and welcome to the FIGHT podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a great show for you today. We break down UFC 229, the main event, what it means for both fighters, the post-main event brawl, and the winners and losers of UFC 229. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We're currently on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, listen, rate, share, and purchase merch today. Yo, what did we just see? (laughs) Um, Again, welcome to the Fight Podcast on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Monday morning here in Chicago. Yo, it's almost 80 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. This entire weekend, it was in the 50s. It was rainy and cloudy. Leaves are falling off of trees. 100% I thought fall was here. I was ready to lay her clothes up again. Have all the sweat with a jacket and a t-shirt and another t-shirt and and a hoodie. I, I couldn't wait. I love fall, man. I love fall fashion. I was ready to do it. Go outside and go ahead and walk the pooch this morning. Yo, man, it's like 78 degrees. What's going on, man? Regardless, it was a great weekend, especially of fights. UFC 229 out there at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, We've all been waiting for this fight. I was super, super, super excited about it. And I can't lie. As much trash as I talked about. I'm not even going to say as much trash as I talked. As critical as I was of Dana. And as critical as I was of the UFC. They showed up for this event in spades. They finally put together a worthy card. From the undercard all the way up to the main event, the card delivered, man. It was a great event, uh, but there's so much to unpack. Oh, my God. There's so much to unpack on this show. The main event itself. What's going to happen with the two athletes? And you know what? I, I want to get into this first because I didn't want to make as much a big deal about this because I think that the post-fight breakdowns, the post-fight assessment from the broadcasting team and the media members that were involved and were there. The narrative of the entire show was, oh my God, how disgusting is it? Conor McGregor was getting beat up after he got beat up. How disgusting. Khabib, how dare he jump in the crowd and chase after another professional fighter? Oh my goodness. We're so turned off of the sport. Oh, are you kidding me? Get over yourselves. I 
couldn't have been more disappointed in Joe Rogan in my life. I couldn't have been more disappointed in Dana White and the rest of the broadcasting team, the way they were out there just perpetuating what's been going on forever. I hate to remind all of us, and look, I'm going to start off by saying this. Do I think it, and for those of us who don't know what happened, you might be under a rock or something, but after the main event, and I'm going to go ahead and get into the main event. Khabib, Nurmagomedov. You know what? Let's go ahead before I do that. And I know I'm all over the place, but I'm excited. Oh, I've been wanting to talk about this since I literally ran to the computer, ran to the studio after the, the event. And I wanted to go ahead and talk about it right there. Two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't wait. But I'm glad I waited because there's a lot more that has come in that we can unpack since then. So before I jump into everything that I want to unpack and how much I really want to get into the brawl post fight, I want to go ahead and actually talk about the main event. So let me go ahead and set the scene for you really quick. The card is already incredible. There was a buzz in the arena. We knew what was going to happen. From the beginning of the card, there were crazy knockouts. Crazy finishes. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. Derek Lewis goes out there. One of the most epic comebacks you'll ever see. Michelle Watterson, Felice Herrig, awesome performance. Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson, two of the best rounds you ever see in MMA ever. It was an incredible night. The crowd was loving it. Dominic Reyes doing work. T-Mobile Arena was a sold-out arena. The crowd was jumping. The crowd was jumping all over the place. During the undercard, before the pay-per-view portion of the show, the Irish fans were already out and just raucous. They were jumping up and down the ole, 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 ole chants. You know what I'm talking about. Ole, 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 ole. We know what we're talking about. They were doing that. It felt like a soccer game. It was great. I happened to meet some buddies of mine up at um, Joe's on Weed Street here in Chicago. For those of us who don't know Chicago, Joe's on Weed Street is a... Uh, is is essentially, like I said, they 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 have fights there. They host fights. They host events, and every big boxing and MMA card they actually host there as well. My buddies and I were able to go there. It's a great atmosphere to actually watch fights, especially big fights. So even in there, it was crazy. People were jumping up and down. It was bouncing. Mugs were loving it. A lot of Conor fans. A lot of Khabib fans. It was great. Speaking of Joe's on Weed Street, I've actually competed there twice. It's good times, good times. But I digress. Connor's music goes on. You hear the no notorious. Giving an homage to the notorious B.I.G. You hear it come on. They on the screen, the lights drop. All of a sudden you see Connor's face crowd goes absolutely berserk he walks up to the and here's the thing i even last week in episodes 32 even in last episode episode 33 i spoke about how i did not feel as if they had done enough to make this feel like it was the number one card number one event of all time i didn't feel that way but that moment when Connor came on the screen, you saw him make his walk carrying the Irish flag. 
to the octagon. And then when he walked to the octagon, they did something that they've never done before. The UFC with the the all the, the drama, all the everything. They had the smoke, all Halloween vibe in the octagon. The moment Connor walked in, it looked it looked like he was a superhero man. It looked like something out of a movie. It looked as if, and this is something I'm also going to talk about soon. It looked as if Connor McGregor was playing in a movie. It looked like Connor McGregor was playing the role of this badass gangster who also happened to be a fighter. Huh. Badass gangster who wanted to, is pretending to be a fighter who's pretending to be a badass gangster. Or a badass gangster who's also being who's also a badass fighter. Okay. So that's happening. Khabib comes out. Lights are on. Doesn't have the same vibe to it, but it's, it's, it's exciting. We feel the tension. Both men are in the, in the octagon. Connor's doing his billionaire strut. They call his name. Bruce Buffer's out there. Reigning, defending, and all that stuff. Former featherweight former. He does all this stuff. He gives you hype. Ooh, 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 ooh. You feel it, man. This is one of those moments that we could all remember where we were. These are those type of moments that I always think about. These are those type of moments that really make me a fight fan. These are the moments that you don't feel in any other sport. That's not combat sports. You don't. Super Bowl, NBA Finals, MLB, you don't feel that. You don't feel this same energy. You don't feel that buzz like you do when two gladiators are going to go out there in the ring or in the cage or whatever the field or whatever may be. They don't touch gloves. They refuse to touch gloves. That was who we expected. First round comes out and honestly, pretty much like I broke down to a T on episode 31 right here on the Fight Podcast. If you had not had an opportunity to go ahead and listen to that, you should go back and listen to it. Khabib Namurkamedov had Conor McGregor on the canvas within the first 30 seconds of the first round. Now, what did Conor McGregor do well? He has incredible balance. I'll never take that from him. He has above average takedown defense. Straight up. It, it wasn't the most simple thing in the world for Khabib to go ahead and take him down. But within 30 seconds, Conor McGregor was on his butt. On his back, Khabib was forcing him to the cage and honestly what it seemed as if it seemed like at least from my opinion it seemed like Khabib was just controlling Connor on the canvas to prove a point I got you down and there's nothing you can do about it and it really felt that way the entire first round, Khabib Narkomedov controlled position and was slicing through Conor McGregor's guard and ground defense like butter. Side control, mount, mount, side control. Back and forth, pushing him up against the cage until about the last minute when he starts finally landing some solid ground and pound. And like we spoke about in the past, Khabib possibly has the best ground and pound in MMA history. It's devastating, man. He literally smashes people. But the first round's over. Connor gets back up. 
even in the last at the end of the first round he he defended well got back to his feet went back down a little bit back and forth second round comes back out i'm listening to counter fans around me ah, that was a fluke He's not going to be able to do it again. Connor's going to move. Look at him. He's going to use his footwork. He can't lay and pray on him anymore. It's not going to happen. Khabib does something that we don't expect. Connor, just like he did in the first round, takes the center of the cage. What Connor was trying to do was he was trying to force the action. He was trying to make sure that Khabib, he was forcing the action to, to force the shot. Force the counter shot. He wanted Khabib to be overly aggressive so that he can go out here and land his big power. It wasn't going. Khabib, the beginning of the second round, starts doing something that I didn't anticipate. He stands with him a little bit. He stands with Connor who is supposed to be the best striker in this division, aside from possibly Edson Barbosa. Out of nowhere, Khabib circles out to the left, reverses his movement, starts coming to the right, drops the center of gravity just as if he's going to shoot the shot. Connor reacts to it, drops his hands. In the same movement that he drops his hands, Khabib comes directly over the top. Boom! Lands a right hand that shakes up the world. He puts Connor on his ass. The one who's supposed to have the power. The one who's supposed to be the epitome of a striker. The one who said he's going to go out there and just, he's a glass jaw rat. As he said, glass jaw he, he kept emphasizing that the striking was on a different level. He's flat-footed. He said it all. And then what ended up happening? Your boy got cracked. Hey, yo, four-ounce gloves, I don't care who you are. Nobody has a jaw with four-ounce gloves. It's just, it's not, if you get caught, you get caught. And Conor McGregor got caught. The second round could be in my opinion, which is a clear-cut 10-8 round. You could even venture to say it's a 10-7 round. Conor McGregor got dropped. Khabib, in turn, ran up to him, throws a flying knee, grabs the single leg, grabs the high crotch, very, very just like his coach, Daniel Cormier, gets the high crotch, lifts Conor above his head, and spikes that man on the ground. And then... For the next three minutes, continues to land some of the most vicious ground and pound you will ever see. Herb Dean, credit to him, did not call the fight, but he absolutely could have. Round finishes with Khabib landing some of the most dirty ground and pound, one of the most lopsided butt-kicking rounds you will ever see. He totally beat him up that round. Connor gets up with a smile on his face, credit to him, but he had the smile on his face because, and you saw the moment also. In that second round, you saw the moment that you've seen in every other Khabib fight. The moment where Khabib's opponent looks up at Khabib and has a sheer look of terror on his face. Conor McGregor had a look on his face that said, yo, what is this? And you can see it. That, in my opinion, was the breaking point. Third round comes out. Better round for Conor McGregor. He's doing a little bit of work standing. But if you look at it, Conor McGregor, or should I say Khabib, was allowing him to do that. And then if you actually look at it, and I don't, I don't even have to bring up the punch stats because it was a finish. Khabib outstrikes Conor McGregor. Khabib is the man who's flat-footed, the man who's supposed to have his chin up in the air, 
is walking up to Conor McGregor with his hands down, blasting him with uppercuts, blasting him with left hooks, blasting him with straight right hands. And here is the difference. When Conor McGregor, who did land good shots, landed shots, Khabib continued moving forward. When Khabib landed shots, Conor McGregor began retreating. It shows that the power of both men, but it also shows this. Conor McGregor was exhausted. It takes a lot to defend those takedowns, and it does take steam off of your punches. And also, let's not forget this. Conor McGregor, throughout his entire career, 22 wins, 4 losses, has never scored a knockout. 16 knockouts in his career, has never scored a knockout after the second round. That says a lot. We're already in third round. Khabib, in my opinion, did work. I had Khabib up 3 three nothing at this point in time. But you could possibly give Connor his due that round. Fourth round comes up. Khabib, chip on a shoulder, goes out, gets a quick takedown, lands some of the worst ground and pound you'll absolutely ever see, takes Connor's back. You can tell Khabib was done playing at this point. He grabs sinks in the back hooks, grabs the rear naked choke, doesn't even have the position well. He doesn't. It's more of a face crank. Actually, it wasn't even more of a face crank. That's exactly what it was. Khabib Nurmagomedov took his back to look like a backpack on Conor McGregor, takes him to the ground, takes his back, has his forearm draped along uh, Conor McGregor's face, pretty much his jaw and nose. All it really does, and if you haven't been in this position, what it does is you feel a little bit, of, you feel a lot of pressure on your jaw, feel a lot of pressure on your face. It's more uncomfortable than choking. Conor McGregor doesn't really defend the hands at all, and he taps. Fights over, Khabib Nurmagomedov, the best fighter in the world at 155 pounds, and moving up in the power for power rankings, in my opinion, and I'll talk about that soon, has beaten the most popular athlete in the world in Conor McGregor. So, what does this mean for both men? So, and again, I'm going to stick on the fight for a while before I get into the extracurriculars afterwards because not enough people are actually talking about the fight, man. Because that's what's important. The rest of this nonsense doesn't matter. I want to talk about the fight and what it means for both guys. So let's talk about Khabib first. Khabib, salute to that man. He went out there and did exactly what he said he was going to do. He took him down and smashed Conor McGregor. It wasn't a fight. And for all of those clamoring for a, a rematch, yo, get out of here with that. Why do you want to see a rematch? I know what's going to happen. There's levels to this game. Khabib is on a different level, man. But Surge, puncher's chance. But Surge, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. They're not on the same level. And here's the thing, before the fight, all of us believed that Conor McGregor's grappling defense was better than Khabib's striking offense. Guess what? For those of you who believed in that, you were dead ass wrong. Because that's not what happened. I talked about this last episode also. Those of us forget Khabib comes from American Kickboxing Academy. He has been there with Javier Mendez the last seven years. They specialize in taking grapplers and make them great strikers. Look at Luke Rockhold. We all look at him like a big kickboxer. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Cain Velasquez. 
Daniel Cormier, world-class wrestlers. We look at them as all-around fighters. Why? Because they train at AKA. They have incredible striking and incredible grappling. Why would we think Khabib has anything less? Think about it. Why would we have thought that? Because it's the narrative that's been pushed by McGregor and the organization. Khabib is a badass. He's a scary dude. So what does this mean for Khabib? Pound for pound, we have Daniel Cormier. We have TJ Dillashaw. And because Max Holloway has not competed in a while, and because uh, Demetrius Johnson has recently had a loss, that number three spot in turn, I believe, definitely goes to Khabib. Khabib, in my opinion, is the number three ranked pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And if he continues on this path, let's say he goes out and destroys Tony Ferguson, he might make his way into that second spot, if not the number one spot. I'll give him number two. So, who does he fight next has to be Tony Ferguson. And we'll talk about his epic fight with Anthony Pettis very, very soon. (sighs) But now let's talk about the man, the myth, Mystic Mac, Conor McGregor. Yo, in my humble opinion, and not even in my opinion, let's, let's state facts first. Conor McGregor is in charge of the last... The lar- the three largest, three of the last four largest pay-per-view events in UFC history. He's also had the largest boxing event in pay-per-view history. So the top four pay-per-view events in pay-per-view history, check this out. Conor McGregor has lost three out of those four. I'm going to say it again. Out of those biggest fights in pay-per-view history, Conor McGregor has lost three out of those last four matchups. What does that say? That says he might not be as good as we thought he was. That's what that says. Is he hype? Or is he skill? I think he's extremely skillful. I think he's one of the best fighters in the world. People will argue that the reason this is happening is that, oh, Serge, you know, he's taking risks. Sure, I give you that. He has taken risks. He's taking risks. But he's also fighting people in his own weight class. Serge, he fought fought a giant Nate Diaz who's two weight classes bigger than him. That's total BS. Nate Diaz's best weight class is Conor McGregor's weight best weight class. And I think he lost both fights to Nate Diaz. So let's look at his last number of fights. Two fights to Nate Diaz. I got him losing. He totally handles Eddie Alvarez. Kudos to him. Eddie Alvarez is an absolute beast. The fact that he went out there and beat Eddie Alvarez says a lot. He gets out grappled and handled. By an old uh, Floyd Mayweather in boxing. And then he gets absolutely destroyed by the best competitor at 155 pounds in the world. All, All those fights were around his weight class or in his weight class or people that are his contemporaries. It's not like he was fighting Kane or DC. He's fighting dudes in his weight class. So what does that say? What's next? People are afraid, oh, is Conor McGregor going to be gone? Is he going to be done? Or have we seen the last of him? No. This dude has 30 million followers on Instagram. If you look at some of the... <laughs> if you look at some of the people defending him on social media... Oh, Khabib just laid and prayed. Boring fight. They, Dude, I literally saw this on one of the commentary with somebody on Twitter. This is nonsense. If they they should fight again, the rematch should be in a boxing match so we can see who really is better. What? 
boxing. It's MMA. Mixed martial arts. Not boxing. Not who's the best striker. Not who's the best fighter. We're talking about who is the best mixed martial artist. Who is the best fighter. And Connor's not that guy. So what's going to happen to Connor? Conor McGregor is going to go have that, probably have an opportunity to bounce back quickly. He'll probably fight the loser, the loser of, well, he's either going to fight Nate Diaz or Dustin Poirier. The Nate Diaz trilogy fight, especially if Nate Diaz gets the victory against Dustin Poirier coming up next month, you can sell that. It'll be a huge event. Huge event that they can sell. Either way, Dustin Poirier, he's either going to fight either Dustin Poirier or Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz makes more money. Dustin Poirier is a more dangerous, well, they're both dangerous fights, but at this present moment in time, I believe Dustin Poirier is a more dangerous fight. But hey guys, Connor's not going anywhere. This is how he makes his money, but that allure, that mystic Mac approach, all that stuff that we talk about and we look at and we hold him to this standard, to this level of greatness, we might have to finally go out there and reevaluate. Yo, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, listen, rate, share on iTunes and SoundCloud, and purchase merch today. All right. So, just a quick word from our sponsors. (laughs) All right. So, let's jump into the what everybody wants to talk about. I just want to talk about the fights beforehand because honestly, to me, that's what's most important. The rest of this is just total BS. Everyone's trying to make a bigger deal of this than it was. So let me set the scene up. After the one-sided demolishment, one-sided thrashing that Conor McGregor faced, Khabib... Holds the choke a little longer than he should have. Eh, not, not he should have. He just held it a little longer. Not that much. He yells at McGregor, spits at him. And then out of nowhere, you see him. You see Khabib yelling towards Connor's corner. You see him throw his mouthpiece at his corner. And then just like a spider monkey, Khabib is out of the cage, flying like the eagle that he is, and jumping all over the Bellator fighter, Conor McGregor's grappling coach, an all-around interesting guy. Not really. I think he's kind of a clown. But Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis, for those of us who don't know, is one of the best grapplers in the world. I spoke about him in the past. He competes with Bellator. He's an incredible talent, especially on the ground. So Khabib jumps after him while this is going on in there, getting Khabib back into the cage. All of a sudden, the camera pans back, and Conor McGregor seems to be getting jumped by Khabib's cornerman. Chaos ensues. Joe Rogan is crying on the mic. John Anik is crying on the mic. People are talking all this now. Oh, this is so bad for the sport. Oh, this is disgusting. Why is this happening? It's so crazy. Looks very reminiscent to Mike Tyson at Vander Holyfield 2. 
the melee in the cage afterwards, the melee in the ring afterwards, you have security, you have police, you have everybody in there. Conor McGregor gets escorted out. They refuse to give Khabib the belt because Dana White believes chaos with all the Irish fans in there is going to just go completely bananas. He believes that it's going to be just madness in there and that it can't be contained. It can't be controlled. So we have to get Khabib out of here. The crowd is booing something crazy. Everyone saying how out of character this was for Khabib, how awful this is for the sport. And look, this is my opinion and this is my opinion alone. For everyone who says, oh, this is a black eye for the sport. For everyone who says that Khabib is a bad guy. For everyone who talks about this. Yo, get out of here with that nonsense. Get the F out of here at that. Are you kidding me? How quickly we forget. How was this fight marketed? The entire time this entire fight was marketed because of an incident of assault. We were, let me remind you, all we talked about this entire time, we spoke about How Conor McGregor comes in here because of an altercation with Khabib and one of his buddies, his butt buddy, you know, Artem Lobov. When we watch this happen, Conor goes out here when he is not invited to an event. He wasn't invited. He comes uninvited. He has nothing to do with this card. He disrupts the show. He throws a metal dolly through a bus window of innocent people, breaks the glass, injures people on the bus, puts the card in jeopardy. He put that fight card in jeopardy. That's disgusting, but check it out, the UFC Use that as an opportunity. Dana White in particular. Use that as an opportunity to market this fight. They kept on pushing that narrative. So all of a sudden, what does Connor talk about? He's quiet for the longest, but out of nowhere, what does he start doing? In the media, they big up them. The media said, oh, Connor's mental warfare. Connor is the best at mental warfare. He finds things that other people don't find. He digs deeper than anybody else is going to dig. He finds things that are personal. So what he does is he gets in people's heads and it throws them off and it makes them perform worse. Look what it did to Jose Aldo. Look what it did to Eddie Alvarez. The flip side of that is that here's the thing. It did get into Khabib's head. But unlike Jose Aldo and Eddie Alvarez, where it, it was a detriment to their performance. What we saw afterwards was accumulation of somebody who had his. The organization was backing this also. Let's not forget that the organization was backing everything Conor McGregor was saying. Conor McGregor was saying, and I'd be the one to say it, and he said this often. He, he did stuff like this against Mayweather, and he's doing this again against Khabib. He uses race. He says racial nonsense, racist stuff about Khabib's religion. He said about himself as a man. He talked about this man's family and his father, and this is something that we all as Fight fans, especially from this part of the world, we have to remember. We look at it like, oh, it's just fun and games. Oh, it's just fight promotion. Let me tell you this, and I know not everybody's from the hood, and I'm not going to say I'm from the toughest part of Chicago, but I've been through it. And I have grown up in some pretty rough neighborhoods. 
And here's one thing that you know about tough people. Not everybody's playing with you. You see it on the playground. There's always that kid who plays too much. And what happens? That kid who plays too much gets dealt with eventually because somebody doesn't play that much. Do you remember the beginning of the show when I was talking about Conor McGregor's playing a role? He is playing a role like a movie of a gangster who's an actual badass fighter. The difference is he actually fought against, he is playing the real version of Khabib. He's playing what Khabib actually is. That gangster that we want to believe Connor is, that is what Khabib is. And guess what? When you disrespect a man to that extent, when your entire team is involved in it, Conor McGregor, and we forget about this, Conor McGregor said he's going to kill that man. He said, right within the press conference that we all said, Conor McGregor won that press conference. Yes, he did. Well, we talked about that. We sat there and we we big up Conor. Conor sat there and said, if they let Khabib off that bus, I would have killed him. He'd be six feet under in a box and I'd be locked up. Yo, that's not playing for everybody. We forget Khabib Nurmagomedov is from Dagestan. Dagestan is rated and ranked the most dangerous place in that part of the world. And we're talking about Russia, people. We know we don't want to deal with Putin them. And he comes from a place that's dangerous. More dangerous than that? Are you kidding me? That's a real thug, man. That's a real gangster. Not everybody wants to play like that. Do I think it's great? Do, am I happy that he jumped in the cage? No, I'm not. I wish it didn't happen. I wish he went out there and worked his ass out, spit on him, said whatever, put his little papaka on, his hat on with Joe Rogan, talk trash, talk trash about him, and then walked off the hero. But I'm not mad at what he did. And I totally understand it. Dana White is a hypocrite. Such a hypocrite. I'm so disgusted. I think I'm going to go ahead and pull, you know, oh, he might get stripped. This is Dana White's fault, people. We keep on allowing Conor McGregor to continue talking and disrespecting and doing stuff. Whatever happened to honor? This is fighting mixed martial arts. Martial arts is honor and decorum and we have allowed this nonsense to continue this is the natural progression people this is what happens so we can't sit there and be upset about it after it gets crazy oh my god i can't believe that happened we just kept on pushing them for that we just kept on pushing them there and then when it happened yo that is victimhood at its best we're playing the victims now. I can't believe it. Oh my God. What? How did that ever happen? We know how it happened. We kept on pushing a man to his breaking point. And this brings me to my other thing. All the post fight commentary was talking bad about Khabib. Talked about his cornermen. His cornermen did all kind of crazy stuff. What actually happened in the melee? So Khabib jumps in there and did he, did he jump in there against the crowd or nothing? No, if we don't know, the octagon's in the middle. There's a setup of seats around there that's barricaded with only fighters and cornermen that are allowed to go in there. That is where Khabib jumped into. Who did he jump in against? He jumped in against one of the best grapplers in the world, another fighter. If you look at what actually happened, nobody was hit. Nothing actually happened. They were separated and Khabib was taken off and they were trying to bring it in. Now, brings me to Conor McGregor. What happened on the other side? We see Conor McGregor getting his butt kicked in there and, and it looks like he's getting jumped. Joe Rogan, who I can't lie, pissed me off this commentary. Joe Rogan 
as much as I love Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan was so biased on this fight, and he was all on McGregor's nuts. It was it was sad to see. So what happened over there? Khabib jumps out of the cage. His brother and his cornerman jump in the cage, and they're going after Khabib. Other camera angles and shots have shown this. So I'm not just talking out my butt. This is factual stuff. This is factual. So what happened? So Khabib, or should I say, Khabib jumps out. His teammates are trying to jump after him because they were on the other side of the cage. When he jumps in, Conor McGregor jumps on the cage and throws a punch and makes contact with Khabib's brother. In turn, Khabib's brother and cornerman who were there whoop Conor McGregor's ass. And here's the thing, before even another punch is thrown, Conor McGregor threw two punches. We failed to talk about that. We look at how Conor, Khabib's people were so bad Conor McGregor and his team started this stuff. When will we hold Conor McGregor accountable for his actions? Khabib and his team did not start this. And this is why people were talking all big and bad on why Conor did. Conor's such a great guy. He didn't press charges. Do you know why he didn't press charges? Because he knows when they look at the actual tape, they'll be like, well, he started it. He was the original one who threw the punches. So when are we going to hold this man accountable for his actions? He said he race baited. He talked about these people's country. He talked about their religion. He talked about their family. And then he unprovoked punched this man's brother and cornerman. So, yes, that's why he got whooped. This is nothing to do with Khabib. So who played themselves? Who gets the congratulations you played yourself? Conor McGregor, you get the congratulations you played yourself because you threw a punch after you got your ass kicked. And then you got your ass kicked again. So it just felt like you got jumped while you're in the cage and then you actually got jumped because of your own actions. Who else played themselves? Dana White. You made this happen. Dana White. You forced the issue. You were sitting here toasting. Yo, he was toasting Conor McGregor. While Conor McGregor was calling him a rat. And calling him all this stuff. He said so much. He was allowing it to happen in the because of money. Check this out. This is the type of stuff Conor McGregor was saying prior to the fight. I'm gonna pull this up. This was on Ariel Hawani's MMA show. This is what Conor said. Single one of them. Every single one of them can get it, and this is never gonna be over. This fight, it's not over on this fight. Trust me on that. Every one of them need to watch where they step. Watch what they say, watch what they do, watch where they sleep at night. And that's, that's, that, that's the truth of it. Every single one of them. Every single one of them can get it. And this is never going to be over. This fight, it's not over on this fight. Trust me on that. Every one of them need to watch where they step. Watch what they say, watch what they do, watch where they sleep at night. And that's, that's, that, that's the truth of it. Every single one of them. Every single one of them can get it. And this is never going to be over. This fight... Huh. That's a lot of bleeps out. And he said it's never going to be over. When you talk that vernacular, not everybody's going to want to be playing. Okay, so all of us who are, you know, bad... Let's say they're they're bad-mouthing Khabib. He's such a bad guy. Relax. Relax. He brought this on himself, people. That's what happens. So, what do I believe should happen? For whatever. He jumped out of the cage, give him a six-month suspension, bring him back. And this is what they should do. They want to really want to make money. 
give him a six month suspension, bring him back the, one of the biggest cards in the year, which is a Super Bowl card in February. You bring him back against Tony Ferguson, who we all think is the next best guy in the division. You bring him back as this heel almost, the return of Khabib. He's this crazy man. You guys like pubbing the melees and the nonsense. What a better promo than this animal jumping over the cage. He's a savage. The best, most dangerous, scary fighter in the world. That's what they should do. And I'm sure that is what they're going to do. Because it's not about decorum and honor and whatever. The UFC is a business. They're about making those dollars. So don't give me that. Um, and, and the last thing I want to talk about this before I move on to the rest of the fight card quickly is, yo, we're talking about fighters. You're right. This Should it have happened? No. This isn't the NFL. This isn't the MLB. This is fighting. So sometimes... Things get personal and people continue fighting. All these social justice warriors, all these individuals who actually are feeling a certain way need to get over themselves. Unfortunately, if you guys hear knocking in the background, somebody's doing some construction in the, you know, in one of the other units around here. So unfortunately, you might hear stuff uh, back and forth, but we'll move on from that. But all right, uh, the rest of the fight card, uh, I want to talk about the co-main event. Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Pettis. Oh, best two rounds you'll ever see. Um, fight of the night, in my opinion. Tony Ferguson ends up getting the uh, TKO. Anthony Pettis was not able to answer the bell after the... First round, or after the second round, he broke his hand pretty much on Tony Ferguson's face. Man, that knocking's annoying. I hope you guys hear that too tough. But he broke his hand on Tony's face. Hand swelled up too bad, couldn't compete. But before the fight ended, I actually had him winning. Great fight. Um, Tony Ferguson had his moments. Both men were bloody. Both men were out there scrapping. Um... The, the more significant strikes that were landed were absolutely from Anthony Pettis. Dropped uh, uh, Tony Ferguson a number of times, three times to be exact in the second round. But Tony Ferguson, after uh, Anthony Pettis hurt himself, was slicing him up from the bottom with elbows and was back to his feet in landing shots and almost finished Anthony Pettis at the end of that second round. Beautiful fight. Both men's stock goes up. Anthony Pettis doesn't drop. I think Anthony Pettis' uh, stock goes up. He should still be in the top five after this event. He will probably get either, like I talked about, either um, Dustin Poirier, Nate, D uh, Nate Diaz, or he's going to get um, uh, Kevin Lee. Somebody along those lines. Anthony Pettis is in that mix. Tony Ferguson should be fighting for the belt next. He's a beast after coming back from the, the gruesome injury that he had, coming back from reconstructive knee surgery in only six months, salute to that man. He's crazy as hell. He's an absolute cornball. I think his commentary is absolute trash. His shit talk is even worse. But you know what? The man can fight. Kudos to him. I love watching that man compete. All right. The rest of the card. Derek, the Black Beast Lewis, gets a finish against Alexander Volkov after losing pretty much every moment of the fight. 15 seconds left in the fight. Derek Lewis mans up, throws a huge combination, knocks Alexander Volkov with a huge right hand left hook combination and some of the nastiest ground and pound you'll ever see, puts Volkov out. Almost knocks him dead and then cuts one of the best promos you will ever see. Dude, Derek loses national treasure, people. He goes out there afterwards after this epic knockout and cuts the best promo ever. And this is what he had to say. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. 
one more time. Balls, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> Yo, Derek Lewis is great. After the match, he gets his epic knockout in the last 10 seconds of the fight. The fight that he was losing. Finishes the fight, takes his shorts off. Joe Rogan's like, why well, take your pants off? He's there because my balls were hot. Then Joe Rogan asks him, You're you've won 10 out of your last nine. You've 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 won nine out of your last 10 fights at heavyweight, which is unheard of, completely unheard of at heavyweight. He's on a great run. We always think of Derek Lewis as somebody who wins one, someone who loses one. He's just a fun guy. Yo, no, dude is legitimate. He has legitimate skills. He can't fight for the title, but when Joe Rogan asks him, what happened? Do you deserve a title shot? This man said, nah, man, I need to sit my black ass down somewhere and go get some cardio. I love the honesty. I love the candor, and I love Derek Lewis. Salute to that man. We will see him fighting for a chip very, very soon. Also on the card, former uh, prospect alert, Dominic Reyes gets a beautiful win. Should have been a knockout at the end of the third round, but he beats Ovis St. Pru. Also, Michelle Waterson wins a tough fought, very, very great fight against Felice Herrick to move up. That was a number seven versus number eight matchup. Great fight by both women. Um, all in all, Beautiful card, man. Um, this week's winners and losers. Who are the weekend's winners and losers? First and foremost, Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson, both winners in this fight. Both guys' stock goes way up. They both got the biggest fight card of the year, one of the biggest fight cards ever. These men showed up. These men performed, and both of these men stock goes way up. Neither of them had anything to hang their hat on. They look like they're having fun. They were both extremely creative. They both won fans. Kudos to both of those guys. Those are winners. Derek Lewis with a promo he cut the, the, the last 15 seconds of a fight comeback after losing every moment of the fight and this incredible promo. Derek Lewis, you, sir, are a winner of the weekend. And also... Not as big of a winner, Khabib as well, for beating the biggest star in MMA. And he's going to make that heel turn, and I love it. This week's losers, we talked about a little bit. This week, I don't care what anybody says, UFC, Dana White, you are losers. You lost. And this is your fault because of the way you went ahead and went out here and marketed this fight. You let it be okay for this man to get this much power. You let it get to this level of vitriol. You let it get to this level of hate. All for letting one man get all the pub to make money. You are a loser in this fight. You played yourself. Conor McGregor, you played yourself. You thought the trash talk was going to work. You thought the trash talk was going to get under his skin. And guess what? It did work. But it backfired. He beat a hole through your face. The worst butt kicking he probably ever had. And you know what? If you look at the way he was looking at Khabib after that fight, that was a defeated man. Conor McGregor, you played yourself. You are this weekend's loser. Khabib is a loser. What are you doing, sir? Why are you jumping in the cage? You are a respectful. You are a great athlete. You won. You had the moment right there. And you pissed it away for a moment of emotion. He shouldn't have let it happen. Smaller on his end, more on everybody else, but still. Those are this week's winners and losers. All in all, great weekend of fights. Great fight card. Oh, this is what makes fight fan. This is what makes me a fight fan. This is what this is why all of us love fights, guys. That's about all the time I have today. Thank you. This is episode 34.
of the fight podcast um thank you so much for joining me on this show the fight podcast is brought to you each and every week by sage eats sage eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring sign up for sage eats at sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 20 percent off your first three months remember to follow the show on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and follow me at serge vicente support the show by checking me out on the website thefightpodcast.com we're on itunes and soundcloud listen rate subscribe purchase merch today thank you all so much for listening this is episode 34 of the fight podcast we will see you again very soon this week peace out